Hi guys, welcome back to We Should Talk, a pop culture interview series from In The Know. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and this week on the podcast, we have Britt Stewart from Dancing With The Stars. Britt is still in on this current 31st season of the show. Her partner is Daniel Durant, who is one of the actors from CODA. Daniel is just the third deaf contestant in the history of the show, and Britt, when she was named a pro in the series back in season 29, so just two years ago, she was the first ever female black pro dancer on Dancing With The Stars. Almost 30 seasons into the show, they had their first black female pro dancer, and she's breaking down barriers, Daniel's breaking down barriers on the show, and as a partnership, they are incredibly inspirational. They've had emotional moments both on the dance floor and off. We talked a lot about that. We talked about their modes of communication and how she instructs him and sort of some of those hurdles, but also how those how those they turn those hurdles into kind of empowering moments and and um, it was just really cool to hear about it and I also asked her like what took so long to for for dancing with stars to sort of break down this barrier and and create a more diverse lineup of pro dancers and um, it really is more of a systemic issue um, and we talked about how she is working to address that systemic issue. She is the president of this organization called Share the Movement, and it's aimed at addressing all these diversity issues within the ballroom dance community. And um, she's just doing really cool work, and her star is clearly on the rise, and she's also had some amazing experiences. She was also in all three High School Musical movies. She's danced for some of the world's biggest pop stars. We talked some, about some of that towards the end of the interview. But it was just a great conversation, and Britt is has so many cool things to say and such a great perspective on a lot of this stuff. And, um, you know, I'm not as tapped into the world of Dancing with the Stars, but it is a reality show, and that's clearly my my forte. Um, and so I loved hearing about it and sort of how she's working on increasing representation in that world. So keep listening for my interview with Britt Stewart from Dancing with the Stars. Tune into the show every Monday live on Disney+. And please rate, review, and subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you hear podcasts. All right, so we're here with Britt Stewart from Dancing with the Stars. Britt, how are you? I am so great. How are you? Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for being here. We were talking just really quickly about just how insane the the schedule you guys have when you're when you're in season on Dancing with the Stars. Are are you are you just like are you just running on adrenaline at this point? Like how do you stay? How do you, how do you keep the energy up? How do you how do you keep going week after week when you're in season? So right now we're about halfway, I think we just surpassed halfway through the competition, which is an amazing accomplishment. It really is. Congratulations. Thank you. This season is really, this competition is stiff. There are so many good dancers. And then if you're not a great dancer, you have an amazing fan base and an amazing personality. So this season is really difficult, but you know, we are a little tired, but still very motivated. So I think the motivation to make it to the end is what we are running off of right totally. now. Totally. Yeah, I totally get that. And it's interesting you say that because I, I was I've always sort of wondered this as as you're you're a pro on the show. So you know you you know sort of what's going on. Like you know who the really, really great dancers are. You know who is still in maybe because they really do have that really engaged fan base. How do you parse that out and sort of how do you think about that as a competitor? Honestly, I am aware about who our competitors are, but I just try to focus on my team. I try to right. focus on 
you know, this year, I just try to focus on Daniel and what we can bring to the ballroom that's different from anybody else. And, you know, Daniel has never danced before. I know in a couple, you know, interviews, he is, he said that he took a couple dance lessons, but let me tell you, it was like a couple, maybe like two or three dance lessons. Just literally a couple. <laughs> yeah, like literally a couple. So he's a non-dancer. And so I just try to focus on improving each week, which he has. Yes, and I like totally. to remind him of that too. You can easily compare yourself or easily, once you start progressing, you can easily, you know, not notice your progress. But from week one until now, he has moved mountains and all at the same time without being able to hear anything. Oh my God. And so, yeah. It's, it, yeah. it's been, it's been really special watching you guys and, and, and he has improved so much and, and you've, you've shared, you've shared so many emotional, great moments, both, you know, in the packages, but also on, on that dance floor. So obviously just for, for people listening and watching who aren't aware, your partner is Daniel Durant, who was one of the actors from CODA, one of my favorite movies from last year, one best picture, I mean, major, and, and you guys just, your, your team signed to shine, which is amazing. I love that. Talk to me a little bit about how, about how it's been and how you, what, that connect, you guys clearly have a really special connection with one another. And just talk to me about just having him as a partner. He is amazing. And Daniel, when I found out he was going to be my partner, I was like you, Coda, it's, you know, it's a smaller film, but mm -hmm. it is amazing. And I had seen it. I saw it last year and I completely fell in love with it. So when I found out that he was going to be my partner, I just, I was so excited and also really honored that the show trusted me with right. him and story and you know what a challenging but inspiring season that we are having so that was amazing and you know so far it's been great he he improves every single week and he impresses me and he exceeds my expectations every single week the hard work that he puts in is absolutely incredible everybody on the show works hard but and I may be biased because he's my partner, but he works so hard. I don't think people realize that, you know, he's learning choreography just like everybody else, but he's also learning his own music. He right. has no, and he has to memorize the movement more than any other partner that I've ever had. Typically, and you'll see it as pros, we're like counting, we're screaming at our partners during the live show to tell them what's next. And I can't stop. I can't get out of frame to sign to Daniel what's next. So he is, he is moving mountains. He is going above and beyond to stay in the competition and to look the way that he looks every single week. So he's just amazing. I feel so blessed that he's my partner. And like you said, we do, we have good vibes. We have you an do. amazing connection and you know, we were talking about it the other day. It feels like we've known each other for a lot longer than we have. We had to kind of like sit down and look at each other and be like, okay, wait, we've only met each other just a little over like a month. I think now it's been like a month and a half ago. That's which wild. Is crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's really wild. So talk to me about sort of when, when you, when you first found out that Daniel was gonna be your partner and you, you know, he's only, he's only the third, I think the third deaf contestant on the show in over 30 seasons. And I guess, I guess as an instructor, like, how do you approach that in terms of like, like how much, how much sign language do you have to pick up yourself or how do you, 
what kind of other modes of communication do you kind of try to adopt with with Daniel to to make sure that you're effectively communicating with one another and and getting across what what you need to get across in or in order to you know produce this dance? So when I first found out he was my partner, I immediately I I am the type of person I dive in. That yeah. is just who I I commit all the way, and so I knew that I would want to learn ASL. That is just, it was something that, and it still is something that is really important to me. And it's so funny. My mom is in town and, you know, she doesn't, she's on Instagram, but it's my mom. So she doesn't have like a lot of followers or anything. And she totally embarrassed me because she took a picture of my closet doors because at the beginning of the season, I ordered on Amazon, the alphabet, the ASL alphabet, and like the numbers one through 10, which now I have down, but more so it's just for me to wake up every single day and to have the intention of ASL is a new language to me. And it is something that I'm really passionate about. So that is something that as a teacher and a coach, I immediately, I, I just knew that I didn't want to rely on Daniel's interpreter and Gabe is amazing and we love Gabe, but I wanted to make sure that, you know, I also put an effort to communicate with him. He's learning my my language, my art form, my expression. And so to me, learning ASL is just a simple way of connecting with him and getting more into how he is and what his culture is. And so that's one thing. Um, Like you said, Daniel is the third deaf contestant, which is absolutely amazing. He, Marley Matlin is like, you know, on-screen, off-screen mom for him. Love it. So she came to our shows and she is absolutely amazing and I also want to let people know too that Marley she's deaf but she does have a little bit of hearing and Niall had a very 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 it's like a they range in percentage Daniel was born 100% deaf so there is absolutely zero sound that he can hear and recognize so I've really had to figure out a way to break down the timing and musicality with him. So I do it in a bunch of different modalities. I visually, because he's a very visual learner, I will like count them out like one and two and three, but then I'll also say like, this is slow and this is quick and I'll do the musicality on his chest and then that, and then I'll have him, you know, put his hands on either my shoulders or my hips and we'll dance it together. So it's, in him that the music and the musicality along with the choreography is in him before we go on the ballroom floor. Oh, it's, it's so interesting. And so, and so imp- it's so impressive. And it's like, and it's also, it's cool because you guys are being judged and on the same plane as everybody else. Right. And I think that it's for you, for you guys to, to, you know, put in that extra, extra mile of effort to, to, to get, to get there is really awesome. And, and the, the element of him not being able to hear the music, I'm curious, how does that work? And how do you, is it, is it just sort of like a, a memorization kind of thing where you, it just, can you feel it at all? Like with the, the base of the music, how, how do you kind of get that, get that down as well? So it's definitely a memorization. He can feel the vibrations, but when he's on the ballroom floor, he's told me that he really just goes off of the connection that we have as mm, partners. That's so cool. And from, and from what he's memorized in rehearsals for him, if he pays attention to the vibrations, it's almost a distraction because he only feels that one note of the doom, doom, doom. He can't sure. feel the intricacies of the musicality that he needs to have for the different dance styles. Mm. So 
it's just so impressive what you guys have been able to accomplish. And I, and I think you guys are doing so well in the competition. You're again, like, as you said, you're over halfway through and, and you're still in it in, in it to win it. Who do you see as your stiffest competition right now that's still left in the comp who's still left? Oh my goodness. Well, you know, everyone is talking about our, the, the top three on the leaderboard, Charlie D'Amelio, Wayne Brady, and Gabby. Mm. So those three are definitely, you know, tough competition. I would say right now, you know, if I'm looking at our male contestants, I would say Trevor and Vinny are toughest competition right now, just because, you know, I think people compare the male celebrities. Sure. They each have something really different to offer. So I would say that they're probably our toughest competition right now. And this is the first season of Dancing with the Stars that is not on ABC. It's on, or it's the first one on Disney Plus. It's it's fully on Disney Plus. It's live. There's no commercial breaks. How has that element of this season affected your job as a pro, as an instructor? Does it does it change anything for you guys? Honestly, it hasn't. I feel like everything that's new that's changed or anything additional is has actually benefited the show i'm hearing from fans that they are more entertained than ever and that they were almost nervous to not have commercial breaks like you know i got a message of like how am i going to use the bathroom someone really right. <laughs> was like how am i going to fill up my wine on monday night you know but it's actually it's so, it just moves quickly and it moves really well. And I think a plus to that is the producers have been able to give more time to the packages. And I feel like the packages are where you get to know the celebrities, where you get to see an inside of the partnerships that we create throughout the season. So I think all the changes are you know, like I said, beneficial. And for all of us, it's been great. We love ABC, but it has been really, it has been a really warm welcome to Disney Plus. That's great to hear. And and it, I, I agree with you on the packages. I think that it's almost like you you must pick up votes just from the packages. You know what I mean? Because that that's obviously it's about the dancing, but it's also about the emotions of it all and, and connecting to the people. And that happens in those in those clips that we see. And I think that 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 must be, that, that's, it's interesting to hear that that actually really does feel like it's helpful for you guys. Oh, yes, it does. And I feel like for Daniel, he's just so, he's so charming and yeah. he's so likable and you want to root for him. And he has this beautiful way of being proudly deaf. He says, capital, sorry, capital D deaf. You see what I did there? I try to combine capital and D. I said, capital. Capital. That's a new, that's a new one. Yeah. That, there we go. <laughs> capital D deaf, but then at the same time, he doesn't want to be defined by his disability. I think people just, they fall in love with him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a really good balance there. And so Britt, you were a, in the troupe on Dancing with the Stars from season 23 to 27. And then you came back in 29 as, as a pro and you, and you would, oh, we have, we have a, we have a, we have some cats coming into the screen. I love it. Yes. Okay. My boys. This, this, this like is a rarely, three on one, three on one interview. <laughs> I'm rarely home these days. So when I'm home, they're like, they're all over me. <laughs> but Britt, when you were promoted to a pro dancer in season 29, that made you the first ever black female pro dancer on Dancing with the Stars. And, you know, it's a remarkable achievement and I, and I'm, and I want to hear about how, how, what your reaction was to that, but I'm going to presume that there's sort of this balance of, this is so cool that I get this title. And this is, I'm so glad that I got to 
break through this barrier, but also how the hell did it take 29 seasons for this to happen? <laughs> can, can, you talk to, can you talk to that sort of push and pull a little bit? Of course, um, you're so right. This, it is such an honor and you know, I am really grateful that I was on Troop for as long as I was. I was on Troop for five seasons and I love to have that time to cultivate who I am as a dancer, performer, choreographer to really, you know, sink my feet into the show before I had the responsibility of being a pro. Totally. And even on Troop, I was the first ever Black female to have a full-time contract with wow. the show. And um, I don't, I don't think it's the show. I think it's um, the culture of ballroom dancing and, uh, you know, ballroom dancing as an art, as a sport is just not very diverse. It has come a long way, but it isn't diverse. So there's not many female ballroom dancers that look like me, you know, our sister show Strictly Come Dancing in the UK had Otima Boos, who is, she's South African. She grew up with Kio Matsepi. And she is, she, you know, she's now off the show and her career has like completely launched, but she was the only black female there. Mm. And so there's just a lack of diversity. And I think it's just because there's not access to it. And I think that, you know, also it's representation. Maybe up until this point, a little black girl hadn't seen someone that looks like themselves on TV, on Dancing with the Stars. And so they felt like maybe all they could do was hip hop or something that's a little bit more of a diverse dance style. So when I got promoted to be a pro, I was honored and so happy to take that responsibility on. But then I also was taking on that responsibility. Totally. So, you know, I try to do everything in my power to make dance accessible and to make representation matter and to bring equity forward. And, you know, even now this season, having the responsibility of still representing black females on the ballroom floor, but then also bringing to light deaf culture and the deaf community with Daniel, it's like, we joke, but actually we're very serious that we this season have a lot of responsibility for so many different communities. You, you, have, you have such a grasp on that, you know what I mean? I think that that's so important. And, and like, it's also, you know, I know that you do a lot, we will get into some of the work that you do with a certain organization as well, but I'm curious, like when that promotion did happen and, and, and you got this, this gig that again, is break, it really is breaking down barriers. Were there certain conversations you had with producers or, or or behind the scenes that like either led to that or informed how you guys were going to move forward with this? Because again, it's like it took so much, so many years for for them to to them to make this happen. Yes and no, and I'll go into further, but I do appreciate that there wasn't too much conversation. Yeah, for sure. And I know that could be a little bit of a like unpopular opinion. Um, but it was definitely a conversation that was had that they were very excited that I was going to be their first black female pro, which is absolutely amazing. And they want me to talk about it. They want me to celebrate it. But then I also appreciate that it, you know, that it's not something that I'm defined by either. Of that they not. just let me be me. They just let me be me as a dancer and an artist. So I think the show finds a really nice balance of celebrating it, but then also just letting me be me because of me and not necessarily the way that I look. Totally. So you are the president of Share the Movement, which is an organization that 
tries to increase the diversity that you just talked about. It, it, it's addressing the problem that you were just talking about that feeds into the reason why this took so long. I would just love if you could speak to what this organization really does and, and sort of what impacts you've seen already um, through, through that work. Yes, so we are Share the Movement and our mission is to increase diversity in the professional and in, in dance industry by financially, educationally, and inspirationally inspiring young BIPOC dancers. BIPOC is Black, Indigenous, and people of color. Um, and so basically we started with a summer dance program scholarships where kids of diversity could apply for a scholarship to their preferred dance programs. And now we're moving on to, we're shifting to do full year scholarships so that any kid who is in need of support for their dance training, or they're looking to get started into some dance training that we can support them in any way possible. So that's the financial side of it. Educationally, we um, we have partnered with different organizations to bring forward. We have an amazing, we call it our community. And it consists of dancers, choreographers, dance educators that are a reflection of how we feel like the dance industry should be a little bit more colorful. Right. And so they'll teach master classes. And then inspirationally, we we also offer a mentorship program. So anyone that feels like they also need a mentor and has someone that can you know, be a reflection of themselves, that they have monthly conversations with them who are active in the dance industry as well to help their path moving forward. The timing of the creation of Share the Movement could not have been more aligned with my promotion on Dancing with the Stars. We formed, we started creating the organization during 2020, during COVID. We still, we're also bi-coastal, but we still have not had an in-person board meeting. Um, really? Wow. Like all, <laughs> yeah, because we're all over the country and that's the way that we were formed. Of course, a couple of us here and there have met up to discuss certain things, but as a whole board, everything is done online, which wow. is amazing. But we started working on this I started working on Share the Movement even before I was promoted to be a pro on Dancing with the Stars. So it felt so aligned, like I said before, that I was doing this work and then I was being promoted to be a direct reflection of our mission. Literally, yeah, so it could not have worked out better, truly. Thank you so much. And so we launched, we're still quite new. We launched April, 2021. Um, we have been able to award over $20,000 of summer scholarships to kids in need. And we have so many goals. We are, we have our 501c3 status now. So we're accepting tax deductible donations and we're just moving along. And we're also, you know, very aware that it takes time. What we want to do, we're not looking for immediate direct change. We're starting from the foundation of the dance community. And so we have big goals, but we're taking our time. Totally. Yeah. I think that that's so, that's so important. And, and I'm sure a lot of people you work with are young on the younger side and then sort of, yeah. And, and that's, that's so cool. And, you know, you have, you couldn't have a better platform right now to, to be able to, to help grow this organization and to help. I don't know. I, th I think it's really cool that you're 
like you said, you're not, you're not defined by this achievement that you have of, of breaking out this barrier within the biggest dance show on TV, but also you do embrace the idea that you are that person and you are somebody that you as a little girl didn't have to look to, to have you at the helm of, of share the movement is, is just perfection. And, and I, and I, I can't wait to see the effects of it down the line because I'm sure I'm, I'm sure that's what you want as well. So I think it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be so cool to watch that grow. Thank you so much. I'm really excited about it and I'm excited about the future of it. And I'll put this out there because, you know, nothing has happened, nothing is official, but Daniel and I have talked about possibly somehow using my organization to make dance accessible to deaf kids as well. So I don't know what that means yet, but I'm just going to put it out there. Do it. Yeah. Put it out there. And I think that this season is clearly, I feel like this season is clearly impacting you probably in a way that you knew that it was going to impact you, but I feel like it's hitting you on a deeper level than perhaps you expected it to. Oh yeah. It's changing my life. We talk and Daniel is changing his life too. We talk about it all the time. It's it feels, we're so grateful, but it feels bigger than us. And so, you know, we just try to do our best every single week to, to be that representation and it is impacting us and we don't really know where it's going to lead and what's going to come from it, but it does feel, it's, it feels special and it, it feels, feels special and it's feel, it must feel right too. And it, yeah, you might, you might not what that, no, you might not know what that road looks like. But that's because that road doesn't exist. It's like nobody's gone down that road before. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You guys are paving that road. I think mean, that's 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 awesome. And people are people are gonna remember that in 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 years' time, you know, and it's you're you're affecting it. You're affecting the the world that you're that you're a part of. So I'm excited for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I wanted to end on a couple of fun things because there's fun things from your past because you you've had a really cool career trajectory. I mean, you were in all three high you were in all three high school musical movie movies, which I mean those those hit when I was kind of coming as age as well. I saw the third one in theaters. Like th- those were those were big for me. And you've also danced for a ton of the world's biggest pop stars. Like you've had a, some really incredible experience leading up to in, leading up into your dancing with the stars journey. Um, so I want to look back at some of that right now, high school musical in particular. I mean, those movies were choreographed by Kenny Ortega, who's a legend in the, in the industry. But what do you, what do you think back to? Cause I mean, that was such a cultural phenomenon and, and it's, it was such a, it was, it captured the zeitgeist in such a specific way. How do you re- remember that time uh, in your life? Oh my goodness. It was the best time. It was absolutely amazing. I was only 15 in the first wow. one. All of us, you know, for the, ma- the majority of us were in high school filming high school musical. So, you know, we were all around the same age. It was so much fun. The first one came about, I was in New York at a national dance competition and one of the associate choreographers, Bonnie Story, saw me and it just happened randomly. We were, we were coming from a rehearsal because her daughter is the same age as me. And we were on a subway train. It was just us two. And then Bonnie and my mom, and she was like, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm filming this movie with Kenny Ortega in Utah. And we're looking for one more female dancer and it's you. How do you feel about coming to Utah? You'd have to come immediately after this trip in New York and you can stay with me. You can do whatever you need because both my parents worked or they still work, but, and you know, we could just see what happens. And of course me, I was so naive. I was 15. I was like, I don't know. I have all these other plans. I don't, I'm not sure. What about my social life? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just, 
I have like all these like dance like things lined up and one of my mentors at the time, Brian Friedman, he's really big in the dance education oh, yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like, you have to go. Kenny Ortega gave me my first job, my first movie that was Newsies for Brian. And he was like, you have to go, just go and do it. And so there I did. My parents put me on a plane from New York to go to Utah and I danced for Kenny Ortega and I got the job. And what's so funny is high school musical was not supposed to be what it was. Mm -hmm. It was a low budget Disney channel movie, but like what everything Kenny Ortega does is he puts in so much heart into everything. And it was just the right time, right place, right group of people. And it turned into this thing that changed, you know, pop culture. I think High School Musical is one of the reasons why dance came back into TV like the way Mm. it did, back into film like the way it did. And so to be part of that, I still, you know, it's so funny. Like I was 15 then, I'm 33 now, and still people freak out when they find out I was in High School Musical. And so I owe everything to those three movies, it started my career and it's the reason why I pursued my career. So it was, it's an amazing thing to be a part of. When, when you say it was the reason why you pursued your career, is that just because you loved that experience so much or was it because you felt like it was setting you up for, cause I mean, cause it was such a brand name by the time that third movie came out. I both. I would say both. So I loved school, actually. I really wanted to be a doctor growing up. And so, but I still love dance. Dance is my passion. It has always been my passion. And so during the third movie, I had actually already moved out to Los Angeles, but I was going to Loyola Marymount University because I still was really passionate about school. And um, Kenny called me and he was like, you have to be in the third movie. So I ended up leaving school. It was too late to withdraw. So if you were to go back in my transcripts, it looks like I flunked out of school, even though I didn't. <laughs> but noted, I, noted, noted. Yes, I did not flunk out. It was just <laughs> circumstantial. But I then left school and I just had this epiphany. I was like, this is, this is what I'm meant to do. I love what I'm doing. I love the process. I'm having so much fun doing it. And then after that movie, that movie led into me getting an agent. It led into other jobs. So it was both. I realized that it was propelling me into the space that I was meant to be in. But at the same time, I realized that I loved it and I could see myself doing this for totally, the rest of my life. Totally. That, that, that's incredible. And it must have just, it must have just being part of that, that greater cast, it just might have must have felt like every time you film a movie, it must have just felt like summer camp or just that you're a part of this kind of like cult of people. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes, We're still a family. I mean, uh, like some of my best friends come from that movie. You know, my first boyfriend came from that movie, but we're not together. It's It's my first boyfriend came from that. Like so much life came from that. And even now circling back, Lucas um, Grabiel, who was in all three movies, now doing the series, he also was in Switched at Birth with Daniel. And so he texted oh me gosh. when he found out I was a partner. And so we're still all connected. And so it's just, yeah, it's amazing. That's incredible. Some other amazing experiences you've had have been, like I said, with some of the biggest pop stars in the world. So I have a list of five of them that, you, that you've that you danced okay. with or four or <laughs> gone on tour with them. I would love if you, if when I say their name, just like 
a memory that comes to mind or just like what, what it was like working with them? Rihanna. Oh, she was amazing. I just remember she's unapologetically herself at all times. And I learned that from her. Mm. Do you, is, that, is that something that happens? Like you sort of pick up things along the way with some of these people because they're, they're like, they're, they're, they kind of run the show when you're dancing. I try to, it's so like philosophical and I like, I'm in the moment, but like, I try to just take each life experience and see how I can continue to develop myself. A legend, Janet Jackson. Oh, I cried after I got off stage for my first performance with her. I cried because it was such, she was the one female artist that I really wanted to dance for. Cause I mm. loved TV and film. And then I started dancing for artists and she was, she was the one that I really wanted to dance for. And so after I got off stage, I bawled like a little baby. <laughs> was that, was that a full tour that you did with her? What, what was the, the gig with her? It was, we opened for the AMAs and it was a big one because it was wow. the, um, it was her first performance after Michael had passed away and that mm. summer before. So um, it was a big one for her. It was kind of like her comeback. And um, it was really special. And she is one of the most, she is like one of the most kindest people I have ever met. She is so sweet. And so she's a beautiful human. I so believe it. I so believe that. Demi Lovato, another another Disney person. Yes, Demi Lovato. I went on tour with her, I believe in 2011. And it was so fun. It was a theater tour. It was just four dancers. It was um, me and another girl and two guys. And so we really got to know her and spend time with her. And she's, and she's lovely. Selena Gomez. Oh, you know what? Selena Gomez. I think I only did a couple spot performances with her. So I didn't get a chance to know her got it. as well as the others, but she's still mm-hmm. great as well. And then lastly, I think this is the person that you probably spent the most time with, with Katy Perry. I think you were, were you in Vegas with her? You did the Prism tour with her or the Super Bowl or something like that? Yeah, I did her Prismatic tour. So I was with her for three years. Wow. And yeah, and during that time, so we did um, her promotional tour for that album. And then we did the world tour, which was a full year and a half. And then we had about like six months of spot dates shows after that. And in that time we did the Super Bowl as well. So, you know, she, I- that is still, I think it's still the most watched Super Bowl of all time. Which and you were a part amazing. of it. That's why. I was a, well, thanks to her. She's, she's awesome. And she's, you know, at, you know, when I was dancing for her, she was so loyal and I absolutely loved it. I got to see the world and I will always be grateful for those three years I spent with her. I'm sure. And when, I mean, you know, with High School Musical or any of these artists that we just talked about, when, when you've worked with them so intimately and, and sometimes for like with Katie for so long, do you, like how much do you keep tabs on, 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 on somebody's career or, or whatever? Like how much, because it, it, you, you were part of that, you know what I mean? And it must be kind of cool to, I don't know, watch some of these people go, go about their, their careers. I think for High School Musical, it was easy for me to see that because we were still all connected and we're still all friends. Um, so naturally, we all follow each other and what happened life after High School Musical. And for Katie, I think I still do watch her because it's, you know, it's really nice. I was actually, she has a foundation and I was supposed to do something for her summer camp. 
Um, but then COVID hit and it was just like a bunch of stuff. And I think when we were working on that, yes, when I was working on that with her sister, Angela, you know, we found out she was pregnant. And so we still feel, you know, I still feel part of the family and, you know, so I try to keep. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but like, but, but now Brit, you're, you're, you're the pro you're, you're the star you're building your star, you're building your platform. And that must feel even better, you know, like you, you're, you, you put in your time in this industry and now you are in the spotlight and you are that person that people are looking to, and you are that person who can change the industry. You know, I, you obviously are laying the groundwork with share the movement. You're, you're still on dancing with the stars. Is that something, are those two things that you kind of want to keep doing kind of in conjunction as you can continue to build this yes. platform of yours? Yes, absolutely. I definitely absolutely dancing with the stars and share the movement absolutely for sure um i just want to also start using my voice more and like what you said as i build my brand build my platform continue doing that and um just be me if there's you know if there's somebody's career that i look at it's debbie allen i think she's amazing oh she my is God. you know she's dancer turned choreographer director producer philanthropist so, you know, I just, I see myself and I hope everyone can see themselves just being limitless that you can conquer anything, but also being patient. Everybody has their own journey. Everybody has their own timing. You know, like I said, I've been at it since I was 15. I'm 33. So here's to 18 more years. Uh, there what we go. And, and yeah, I think that they, 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 they honor Debbie Allen at a recent awards, awards show or something like that. And you just, you just forget how many things she's involved in. And the, the, I mean, like she, she's an icon from her early aspect, aspects of her career, but oh my gosh. So, I mean, it's, you're, you're going to be that person, Britt. I, I have faith and I, I'm, I'm knocking on wood for you because I, I think you, you, you have it in you. And um, I can, I feel like you have that, that fire behind your eyes to, to, to make it happen. I hope so. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Well, Britt, it was so nice to have some time with you. Good luck for the rest of this Dancing with the Stars season. I'm rooting for you. And, um, Again, I'm just, I'm, I'm, pr I'm proud watching you guys just, you know, this is, this is again, an unpaved road and you guys are paving it. So um, I'm excited to watch, watch you continue. Thank you so much. I really yeah. appreciate that. Of course. Thank you, Britt. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to We Should Talk. I hope you enjoyed the interview. You can find out more about In The Know at InTheKnow.com. You can follow me, Gibson Johns, at Gibson 